the year is 2013. It's the uh, second, 1st of May. <laughs> <laughs> he screwed it up. It's the 1st of May. I got a lot going on this week. And you waste away on the North Coast with the Migo Smoke. And Mickey. Mike. Jacob. And is this considered another season because we switch venues? Or is this yeah, in the old days we used to do that, but since we only do <laughs> partial do European 13 episode seasons, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I, I, I kind of think the seasons just kind of blend together now. But we're back. Yeah, as you can, season is started. As you can tell by the, the uh, echoey room noise, we're back at Joe's primetime. And... Uh, Rebuild and open up the photography studio. 
Buffett and Wyndham Vacation Ownership are opening a 262-unit resort located on the former Renaissance Grand Beach Resort in Smith Bay on St. Thomas. And it'll be for timeshares. And Jimmy was there for the announcement, and he performed Boat Drinks, Volcano, and Margaritaville. A new Margaritaville Casino is coming to Tulsa. The estimated $250 million construction project will include a 500-room hotel tower, convention and theater space, and a Margaritaville restaurant, bar, and retail complex. Initially, we're looking at an early fall start to construction, maybe around August, and it will open probably in 2015. And it was announced that Buffett will help produce Big Fish on Broadway, the Tim Burton movie from a few years back. Um, he's not involved in the writing of it, so it's not like Don't Stop the Carnival. The music and lyrics are by Andrew Lippa, who also wrote the music to the Adams Family musical from a few years back. And probably Jimmy is involved because Frank Marshall is involved, and he's the Hollywood producer that did some Spielberg movies and George Lucas movies way back when. And there's been some more gospel from the coast, but I've been so busy following the start of the 2013 tour that I didn't write anything down because the tour did start back on Saturday, whatever date that was. 28? 27. And that's why we're here. So we can discuss the first set list of the first show, yeah, it's April 27th, of the 2013 tour, which is called Mike. <laughs> Songs from St. Somewhere. Ooh. So, we all sat down and listened to it. I actually caught this line for the most part. I tuned in like during Come Monday, so I missed the first few songs. Mm. But I did hear the rest and I heard it live. And I noticed that um, when they were playing the opening PA music, that it suddenly got really loud when they started playing Todd Rundgren's Bang on the Drum all day. Yeah. So I was wondering, is that the new Hot Hot Hot? Because they did not play Hot Hot Hot. No, they didn't play it. I did read that somewhere. That's the first thing I uh, put my notes is no Hot Hot Hot. And then, then they started a, a medley of Buffett songs that I assume... Well, I don't know. I, I was thinking at the time that it might be the backing to a video that they're playing on the screens. But maybe it's just plain old audio that they're playing to rev up the, the audience. And last night, uh, we're about to talk about the Nashville show. Last night, Jimmy played in Atlanta, and J.D. Spradlin, is it Spradlin? The From DJ? Radio Margarita, yeah. He was saying that the medley is the new Hot Hot Hot. Because before the Atlanta show, they played uh, Jump in the Line, Harry Belafonte's Jump in the Line. That's the song at the end of Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. That's what they played right before the medley. So... Saturday I was going is Bang on the Drum All Day, the new Hot Hot Hot. And last night I was going is Jump in the Line, the new Hot Hot Hot. But J.D. Spradlin was suggesting that no, the music video, or the, uh, the medley, the Buffett medley, just instrumental medley, is the new Hot Hot Hot. I thought the band was doing it. I'm all messed up. Jeez. You were probably listening <laughs> in your car. Up. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably it. I was well, on headphones. I was probably working out during the, I was at the gym for the first half. Oh, so the blood was rushing through your ears. And well, but, um... That's what I said. I messed up. I'm like, what is this, the overture? This intro is like an overture of all the songs? And I, yeah. I thought maybe they were playing it, but no. 
No, they were they were doing clips from from his albums, just the instrumental parts. And uh, I would like to take credit for that because that's what I've been doing with the concert roundups. So that intro is because of me, yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's because of me. That Jimmy's been listening to the show. Because that's all I've been doing is taking all the songs and finding creative ways to join them together, blend them, crossfade them, and that's exactly how they're starting the show this year. Is there a reason though about the hi hi hat? They just wanted to go away. Um, they were talking last night. Um, I was watching the, the Twitter chat, hashtag Jimmy Buffett, by the way. And they were saying that Hot 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 has been in use for eight years, and that might be why Jimmy's retiring. Yeah, maybe it's time for a change. But somebody else pointed out that actually he started playing it during the Off to See the Lizard tour, which was in 89, so it's a lot longer than eight years that he's been using yeah. it. So it's all the more reason to come up with something new. However, having said that, I kind of missed it. It really does. It does Yeah, it really does rev up. Everybody knows it. It's such a simple song, and there's nothing to it. It's just you know something to get you up on your feet. So our setlist discussion hasn't even gotten to the first song yet. So that uh, musical medley ended with Kinja, and that led directly into the first song, which was Kinja. It was re it was rewritten to uh, suit the particular show. What'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of the first song? I'd never heard the first song. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, he tailored it. And uh, I mean, I liked it because all the stuff, well, as we talked about this, we're going to mention it probably, but you know, we always complain about the set list, but he really does mess with it lately. He does put in some stuff, maybe not enough of his own stuff, but he puts in all these songs and he has to play the same eight songs or whatever. But really, it's not doing a bad job lately of throwing these other things in there. Maybe he's getting mad. Uh, what's the stupid word? He's looking nostalgic. Hey! <laughs> this big word. You know, because he's dug out volcano, you know, for the last few years. So uh, I was surprised to hear that come up. And I was confused on the opening interview with Frank Marshall. I didn't know what this Broadway show was. I said, is this the carnival? They never said yeah, they in did. the interview, or at least they, they went over to the and they didn't even understand. They didn't explain. No, they mentioned it. It's Big Fish. If Have you seen Big Fish? I, I never saw the movie. Oh, it's a good, it's a good movie. I, it's one of those movies where I thought it was so stupid when I'm watching it, and then it all ties up at the end, and you go, Tim Burton, you bastard, you won me over. And you end, you end up liking the movie by the time it ends. But it's going to be tricky to do as a musical because there's so many fantastical elements to it. But what, why, yeah, Buffett's like producing? I mean, part of the production? Yeah, I, I, I assume he's just contributing money to yeah. it. But he did talk about seeing the uh, previews in Chicago and, and suggesting notes and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, that's a But it's, he's not involved creatively. It's not like Don't Stop the Carnival. Right. He 
was singing a song from it. You want to hear a little song from it? I do. Sing, please. So I'll fight the dragons and I'll storm the castles till I feed. And when there'll come the day when we will require. Oh, well, I, they'll have to go to the show. And good luck with the uh, with Broadway. You fight and Jimmy? the dragons and right. I'll storm the castles and I'll be a better man. Okay. So I'll fight the dragons till you can. Yeah, he did. He sang a song from Big Fish, and it sounded so much like the same old Broadway song that they always sing. It's like, oh my God. Nobody can write a song anymore for crying out loud. And I wasn't really run, won over by this guy's Adams Family musical. I, I only saw the one song that was on the Tony Awards way back when, three or four years ago, maybe two, three years ago, and I didn't care for it at all. Yet here he is working with Jimmy Buffett. But yeah, then he decided next to me. Yeah, I would not have picked that as the first song. I like that song. Yeah, it's a good yeah, song, but I never would have. I figured the you know the days of "Don't Stop the Carnival" have long gone. I mean, Jimmy never brings it up anymore, so I was I was really surprised that that he opened the show with it. I'm always pleased when I hear it on Radio Margarita. It pops up every now and then. Oh yeah, it's cool. I ever, if ever. And the second song was pretty cool too. Is the next song "Landfall." Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Too. Which he also rewrote. Yes, yes, he's doing a lot of that. And he, uh, I wrote down the, uh, he, he mentioned fish tacos. Oh, really, during this song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the smell of fish tacos fried light. Oh, cool. Instead right. of, what is it, red snapper fried light? Yep. Yeah. And I put down that I missed fingers on this song. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just really missed it. But I love the song. That's a good upbeat song to yeah. kick off the show. And the third song was what everybody expected. It was Boat Drinks, as I was saying somewhere. Next song is Weather With You. Yeah, it was cool. And the song after that was one I never expected. And I want to see Mike's expression. It was Morris's Nightmare. Ah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe you put that on the email. In fact, I was kind of mad that you put it on the email. I wanted to be surprised. But you, you were listening live. I missed that. I tuned in at that come Monday, so it's not. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. And Jimmy rewrote the lyrics for the Carnival Cruise disaster. Yeah. Just another adventure that Morris is on. Or I always Morris like that stuff. He's yeah, so just a goofy kind of that all the time. Every year, have another adventure that Morris is on. <laughs> you can sleep when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> After that was another old one that he brought back, and that was Ringlin' Ringlin', which we've actually heard before because he did it during the Beach House on the Moon tour. 
But still, it's quite rare. Again, see, now I applaud. I'm not going to whine and say that every show's the show's always the same. Maybe during the tour, it pretty much is. But that's cool that you brought this out. I don't particularly like the song, but um, no, I like it. I, I it's do. okay. I mean, it's I wouldn't. But I'm not going to complain that he's playing it. I mean, that's what I encourage. Stuff like that. So it was really cool to hear. And the song after that was When Mike Tuned In, because it's come Monday. There we go. Tuned in live for this song. And the next song was our first audio glimpse at what will be the new album. Yep. Because it was a brand new song, and it's called Something About a Boat. Yep. So I tuned in just in time to catch a new song. And this kind of grabbed me right away. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, Andrew had come in with his girlfriend. Like right at the end of Come Monday, we were kind of talking to them, and then I heard this song out of the corner of my ear, and I thought, oh, this is a new, wait a second, this is different. There's something new going on here. So I like had to back away from the conversation and go and check out the new tune. Something about a boat sitting on the sea out there in the wind, floating on the free. Takes me around the world, brings me back home, gives a man hope, something about a boat. And it was partially written by the son of Jerry Jeff Walker, Django Walker. Oh, is that who Django is? Who? Not unchained, but. <laughs> Okay. Yes, he's, it wasn't written by a fictional but character from the Civil talking, War. I was talking about Django, and then... Okay. Django Walker was uh, part of the pre-show interview, and they were talking about bringing him on. I th- yeah, I think they did bring him on stage, but I liked, I liked the song a lot. It's a good Buffett song. Yeah, I was not won over by it. Yeah. I did not care for it. It reminded me so much of another song that I remember Jimmy doing, and it was bugging me. I was watching the correspondence dinner at the same time when I was listening oh, to Oh, you're going to ruin this for me now, aren't you? <laughs> sure. And uh, it, it was bugging me. All through the routines of the correspondence dinner, I'm going, I know I've heard the song, and I know that Jimmy has sung it before. And it finally dawned on me, the, the verse part reminds me of Big Old Goofy World. Hmm. Uh. But After listening to it again last night at the Atlanta show, I kind of warmed up to it a bit more because it does have good lyrics. I just don't like the melody. I hate melodies like that. They're really simple. Just really, really simple. And that's what this yeah, was. Have to listen to that again. But, but there is hope the for the album because I did like some of the other songs. The lyrics, some of the lyrics grabbed me right away. I thought I was interested. So. Yeah. Maybe it's the lyrics that got me more than anything. But it's, to me, this seemed like a Buffett song right away. I was glad to hear it. Jimmy's still in a boat theme, because the next song is Son of a Son of a Sailor. The song after that was Jamaica Mistaka. And then the song after that was another new one called Too Drunk to Karaoke. Or karaoke, as he says it. But it's karaoke, everybody. You pronounce it karaoke. And I was told this by a Japanese person from Japan. Not an American Japanese person. A person from Hiroshima said that it's karaoke. So there, isn't that pronounced that? Hiroshima? No, it's, it's Hiroshima. Also, he said Hiroshima. Oh, okay. And as a resident, that's why I said Hiroshima. As a resident of Hiroshima, I would think he would know how to say the name of his town. <laughs> He's back in Japan going, I taught this one American to talk wrong. Yeah, well, he actually, it's a common joke in Japan. It was a Japanese family that moved in next to us because of... Uh, 
because of the auto industry. Mazda plant. Yeah, exactly, the Ford Mazda plant. And it's like, of all the places he could be, he had to be from Hiroshima. Come to America, the place that bombed your, your hometown 70 years ago or whatever. So it's like, it's like whenever he says, I'm from Hiroshima, everybody goes, oh, sorry. sorry. There's, sorry. A, there's some left? Jesus. Sorry. So sorry. Is it too soon? Anyway. What did you guys think of Too Drunk to Karaoke? I did not like no, it. No, this is like uh, novelty songs. Yeah, I actually did like it. Really? Oh, <laughs> I did. Nice. I thought it was smart. Like Hokey Pokey where I've actually grown to appreciate Yeah, a lot of people last night on the Twitter chat, a lot of people were saying this is the new Math Sucks, but no way is it that No. Bad. Oh, God. Okay, I didn't say that. Math Sucks is another one of the songs I hate just because the melody is so damn simple-minded. That's why I hate that song, even more than the subject matter. But anyway, I enjoyed it. Too drunk to karaoke. I did not hear it. So I'm outvoted. Next song, Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> same, old, same old thing. Hey, Nando's, you forgot to mention that they kept the Land of a Thousand Cheeseburgers intro from last year. Nice bit of journalism, losers. And then uh, they went back to the uh, Andy Griffith porch Front? Front porch. <laughs> or porch front, I don't know. <laughs> In Hiroshima, no. they say. Porch front. Porch front. Whatever. The Andy Griffith porch acoustic band. Acoustic band porch players. <laughs> Why don't you mean that? Anyway, look, it even matters. But they brought that back, which I also didn't, uh, I didn't expect. They brought that back, and... Um, they uh, covered the long gap by Robert G. playing some solo steel drum. And I'm not sure if that was pre-recorded or if he was actually playing live. I assumed he was playing live, but then in Atlanta it sounded like it might have been pre-recorded. I can, well, it you don't mean pre-recorded. <laughs> For me, it was yeah, all live. It was live. <laughs> I it was right it was. off the album. <laughs> no, it was live, live. Everything I heard the lyrics. <laughs> Well, there was, was there was, there was uh, I know there were, they were playing a video at the time because there's sound effects. There's like plane sound effects and boat sound effects. But I was thinking that the music might have been performed live. The uh, first acoustic song was La Vie Dan Son, yeah, the full version of that, not just the coda that they played yeah. during the tornado. So we got to hear the whole song. And right after that was another brand new song, and that was Useless and Important Information. Uh... I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't really swayed. I don't know. Yeah, no, it really didn't, get didn't grab me. I uh, it might grow on me. He's his way through these things, you know. He's doing more and more of that, right? Just kind of talking through the song. It's a no, It's another novelty, kind of. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It felt like it to me, anyway. I thought it was. I, it, when I read when I read the title, but everything, and, and it didn't grab me or anything. Maybe I'll feel differently when I hear. Yeah, well, I liked it. I liked it. See, I liked it, and I liked the story behind it about the the Katrina victim who used her her uh, FEMA money to get implants. I got a kick out of it. She spent her whole Katrina check on implants. Crisis over destiny fulfilled. 
blue tarp or silicone. Either way, the money's gone. I guess there are just more than two rebels. Who really cares? Twill you Twitter? I just can't comprehend the titillation. Breaking news, world's in the shitter. Covering useless and important information. Next song up was Volcano. And instead of playing the piano, Mr. Utley played the melodica, which I guess is like one of those hooters from the band The Hooters way back in the 80s. <laughs> is that what that is? I didn't even know what the it sounded melodica like it. was. It sounded like it. Melodica! Uh, so that was kind of different. That's going to take some getting used to. One thing, it's not as loud as Mr. Atlee's piano playing usually is, so... It's like the best part of the song, and it gets better. Yeah, you're right, it's, it's very striking, his piano. Ah, the band's bad, we got to speed things up. Southern Cross was the last song, and he again did it with that acoustic band thing. So it wasn't as loud and proud as I wanted it to be. Yeah, that's right, this happened last year too. And then Robert G took over again with the uh, Southern Cross instrumental version, just to cover up, switching back to full band, just in time for Cultural Infidel that Nadira did while Jimmy took his break, but Jimmy was back in time to finish up the song. That was cool, and really they were, it was almost like promoting Robert G's album, because he was doing little, probably did a couple times, just playing interlude, going through a couple yeah, songs Right. And next song was Nobody From Nowhere with guest star Will Kimbrough taking some of the lyrics. And after that was Pirate Looks of 40. And it had a bit of a different sound this time. What would you guys think of that? They changed up the arrangement of Pirate Looks of 40. Uh, I don't want to find anything different. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't remember listening last night. I was doing dishes or the other night. You know, I don't, I don't know that I noticed a difference either. Yeah, no, I'm just... They gave it a kind of beach music under the boardwalk beat to it. Okay, wait. I, they did that. There was a lot of strumming going on. It was different music. I thought you said, I thought they, uh, what you call it, the lyrics? Arrangement. Oh, okay. Come By the end of the song, I was going, yeah, I could, I could see this, but I'm so used to, I mean, Heartless at 40 can, can pretty much just be Jane playing solo, and I couldn't be more happy. So, he really doesn't have to do different arrangements to it, but I, I grew to like it by the end. However, having said that, last night, they went back to the old arrangement. So, maybe... Maybe the crowd reaction was so noticeable huh. that they backed off and went back to the original. I remember thinking, yeah, why don't they just do the same thing? And like, I bitch about things always being the same, so try new things and all this stuff. Yeah. I remember thinking all this. He's fighting with himself. I know. And, Devin, but, it's all the same. But, you know, that song is just, 
that song is like, it should be done this, you know. It's such a awesome song. It's done anyway. After that came One Particular Harbor, and then after that was Max singing Back Where I Come From, and then Max singing It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. And as we near the end of the show, they still brought back All Night Long from last year, which I did not expect, but was a welcome addition because I liked it. The band does a great job with it. I thought they said it fits. The, the band does that well. It, the song was made for this band to do. As much as I hate him doing all these songs, that yeah, other people's songs. Well, he's bringing all these, bring, he did more of your stuff up, but. You know, they do it well. And the final song of the show proper was Bands. Then for the encore, Jimmy came back to do Knee Deep. And then a special tribute to George Jones, Bartender's Blues, which I'm not familiar with because I don't know the country. Yeah, I've never I, heard, uh, heard that one. I before. was in my car. The song started, and I got out of my car and did a bunch of stuff, right? I couldn't stop singing the damn song to myself. <laughs> and I never particularly liked that George Jones song, but I know the song. And then as soon as I got, this morning I go to work and then it pops right back on. I can light up your smoke, laugh at your jokes, watch you fall down on your Close down this bar and gas up my car, pack up and mail in my. When did he die? It was like the day before that day. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't that day. And it was in Nashville. I mean, he's in Nashville, yeah. so he's got a. That was that was huge. pretty wild. So that you know, was a big deal. Yeah, they did the same. They did the song again in Atlanta last night. But maybe it would be coming out Yeah. I don't know about that, but he did do it two nights in a row. I kind of doubt if it's going to actually have a permanent place or not. So they did a good job. They were like having fun with it. I thought, and the singers they were doing. He was doing the trying to sound like George Jones and stuff. After that was Margaritaville. I was kind of surprised that that was the show ender because recently he's kind of buried it midway through the second half of the show. Now he's brought it back to its its uh, place of pride, like it used to be. Well, he uh, he did mention to start off. I said I think George is in Margaritaville. If, if you want my opinion, these Einsteins forgot to mention something else for a sense of cohesion and maybe to make the concert feel more like a Broadway musical. Jimmy had the band reprise boat drinks at the end of Margaritaville. The band remembered the change, but Jimmy did not. Here's a clip. For crap's sake, do I have to do everything around here? Closer. The actual the second encore of the show closer was another brand new song 
the Mark Knopfler song, the companion to Whoop-dee-doo, and it's Oldest Surfer on the Beach, which I love. Yep. I, I fell in love instantly yep. with yes. this song. I agree. There's nothing that I want to do. No place I'm trying to reach. Only time is now more precious to the oldest surfer on the beach. Oldest surfer on the beach. Right there. That's the highlight. Highlight of the show. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. You know it's strong. I mean, must like it too to end the show with it. I mean, really, it was really that was a good, good song, and it should wrap up the album too. Think. We can close yeah. it for the record. Yeah. Is there an order to songs that I know? It's okay. It's it's shuffles of anyway. It's an album of songs, right? It's yeah. an album. Now, was that just written by Knopfler, or was Jimmy part of it? Jimmy, I thought he said during his intro that Mark Knopfler sent it to him. Okay. So it's like, that is one heck of a gift to be sent. That was perfect song that was not only given to you, but written for you. Yeah. Written with you in mind. Yep. <laughs> Knopfler probably finished with, why did I write all this surf on the beach? What am I doing with this? And I'll send it to Buffett. I owe him a favor. He sang my whoop de doo song. Yeah, yeah. And that guy knows that song. Blues. <laughs> it says, that song says tickety boo in it. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Here's some, a little bit better lyrics than tickety boo. Wild. I mean, I like that. It was cool. So, I enjoyed the show. It's cool to hear a show. I don't get, I don't sit here and listen to the whole shows anymore. And, uh, I'm looking forward to listening to you. Now that I'm out, <laughs> the weather's nicer. I'll be out running again. We got uh, we're two shows in already, and we got two more shows by the end of this week. And then Jimmy's going to take a big break and so shakes things up. Um, oh, one thing I did. I, one thing I forgot to mention was the uh, the only the big difference between the Atlanta show and the national show. Or actually, I should even say that uh, the. The, uh, on Buffett World, they pointed out that one song that Jimmy didn't do was Changes in Latitudes from Nashville, which I didn't even <laughs> notice at the time. But then in Atlanta, they brought it back, and it took the place of Nobody From Nowhere, which they probably did for Nashville just because Will Kimbrough was there. So I have a feeling that the next two shows are going to have changes. And where was it? It was right after the acoustic thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Right after Nadira's cultural infidel. So that's probably where it's going to be for the rest of the tour. I bet you. So, uh, you know, false alarm, everybody that got all worked up that Jimmy had dropped changes. It was only for the opening night and probably only because Will Kimbrough was there. Well, maybe we'll have some kind of Jackson Brown collaboration or something. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Something special. I mean, we did well, something with Lionel, but yep. that was easy to figure out. I don't know what he mentioned. Jackson Brown, I think, and he had to be there. He mentioned that, and I'm, I was going to listen to it. I listened to the album. You know what? I only listened like one disc. I predict that he's not going to do anything with Jackson Brown. So there. <laughs> That's it. He mentions him in like an intro to a song. I predict that he's going to sure come out album. and introduce him. It's on. You had to be there. It's like he was on his boat listening to Jackson Brown, something like that. 
Jets runs and going the whole tour, though, is it? He's sitting oh. in, a, in a hurricane hole in NASA. Is that Perrier Blues? Yeah. Is that, there you go. That's what it is. Oh, maybe I'll do Perrier Blues. Yeah. Okay, I take it back. With nothing but uh, something and a Jackson Brown album. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Now it all comes Perry back Blue. to it. It shows you how long it's been since that since I listened to you. You had to I, be there. I started playing that. I was like cleaning the house the other day, and it was so it was so cold to hear it in order. But I didn't make it through both discs of the album, even though I was just playing it off iTunes. But it's okay. You can say album. Yeah, That's we even call it like old school. We even call it Val. I guess they say gallery too. But you have photo at gallery, photo album. I don't say. I, I mean, I don't say album when I'm talking about CDs or anything. I call them either songs or CDs. Yeah. There's nothing about the word album that means a, a 12 inch piece of black no, vinyl. It's a collection. It's, it's a collection. It does say albums on iTunes. And you're yeah, they do. Because it's a collection of songs. Now, what if you say records? It's recorded. I think records are recorded. There's a when you live on you That's sound so old when you say that. Wasting away on the North Coast. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the radio. <laughs>